Welcome. This is the STS Podcast hosted by me, Ernie C, the Gap Tooth Genius. And this is Shooting the Shit. Oh, the shit. The shit. You did the shit. The shit. Welcome back to episode four of Shooting the Shit. This is Ernie C. Can't believe it's the fourth episode already, y'all. It's beautiful, man. Beautiful. Again, my allergies have came back, but I'm here. I'm fighting the good fight. Seems like every Monday I've been hit with these damn allergies, man. Real fast recap. Week three, our most listened to episode so far. Big shout out to our guests, head coach of the Foothill High Trojan State Champions, Wesley Davis III. We got a lot of good feedback. Did some good promo for that one. It was everywhere. A lot of people really loved it. Um, it built the, I think it was building the brand, y'all. Building the brand, shooting the shit brand. It was great, man. Shout out to Wesley. Gave us that exclusive interview. We were the first ones to get the interview with the reigning defending state champion for the Ohio head coach. Want to give a big shout out to our sponsor, Clutch Clips Hoops. That was really big. That was really a good look for both of us. I really enjoy doing business with Dom and Irv. I hope we get a bill on that. Hopefully, we get some sponsorships on their, you know, on their product also. So I think that's something that's really gonna it's gonna manifest as something beautiful. This week we got a big guest um, for me at least. It's gonna be one of my good friends. His name is Julian. He's gonna come in a little bit. It's gonna be towards the end of the episode. We'll tell you what the, you know. We'll, we'll give you the the reason why it's so great, okay? But first of all, I want to just tell everybody thank you for coming back to the STS podcast. For your new listeners, thank you for giving the podcast a chance. My name is Ernie C, the Gap Tooth Genius. I am your host. I guess I'm the creator. This is my podcast. And thank you for showing up. I hope you guys really I hope you guys really enjoy it. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Anchor, Spotify. We're on there, okay? And just to make sure you follow us, you gotta follow us now. It's the STS Podcast 661. That's our Instagram and Twitter handle. Again, the STS Podcast 661. Man, so this week we had a uh, a lot of things going on. We had the Foothill High basketball team dinner party. That was great. Had a few gigs this weekend. Those were always, you know, those are always a good time. Had some good golfing going on, my friends. That was always a good time. We could, you know, kind of step away from the game a little bit and just enjoy that break. So I'm enjoying my break right now. A little bit under the weather, y'all, but I think I want to be okay. I want to live. Um, just really grateful for everybody copping shirts. I will be posting throughout the week the supporters of the STS podcast. You guys need to get a hold of these shirts. They're only $20. $20 to rep the brand, support the dream. The STS podcast shirts are now for sale. Let me know. We'll take care of you guys, all right? Uh, I really, I really, really appreciate that, man. It really means so much for somebody just to rock a shirt. That's something that it, it was in my mind. You know, something I created from within. Shout out to the, my logo, I guess, creator of the Genesis. My guy TJ really came through for me. We got a lot of things in the in the future um, that I'm working on to make this podcast bigger, better. And, you know, I got more guests coming. I got a, I got a beautiful episode today. I think you guys are going to really enjoy it. You guys support the military. You guys are aware of what's going on in the world right now. I think you guys are really going to enjoy this one, okay? Again, we have my, my guy Juice coming through. That's going to be in a little bit. The STS podcast, 
This is Ernie C. But let the DOC hit you real fast. Now do me a favor. Let me in here. This is the Let Me In segment, y'all. We're going to converse lightly with no specific topic or objective in mind. First topic I want to talk about today was the Errol Spence and Mikey Garcia fight. Garcia was 38-0. Spence, he walked in 24-0. Somebody's O had to go. I love that saying in boxing. It was at Dallas Stadium. That place was sold out. They said boxing's dead. That place had 47,000. 300, I'm sorry, 47,525 people. It was a sellout crowd in Dallas. It looked electric. I was watching it from the from uh, my gig this weekend. Wow. I have money on Spence. Uh, Mikey Garcia. People tend to forget this man loves to do things. He likes to take risks. He fought Easter. He fought Broner. But the man went up from a lightweight to a welterweight. That's two rate. That's two weight classes, y'all. So the man was, I think, he, if it looked good on paper, I know the story he had going into the fight. He was a competitor. He's an underdog. He's gonna, you know, in boxing is a Mexican sport. So when you have a Mexican fighter coming in and really having to, you know, he had the crowd behind him. He has, you know, honestly, he had a lot of balls to do that. A lot of fighters won't even. A lot of fighters are not jumping weight classes to fight a champion like Spence. The end of the night, though, Spence was a little bit too much for my guy. Pause. And he showed the world why he is the well, the IBF welterweight champion. I think the first couple rounds was, you know, of course the fill-out rounds. But once Spence, once Spence found that range, found that length, he was taking advantage of Mikey. He was really hitting him with the one-twos to the body. He was working just up and down, up and down. He's a southpaw fighter, yo. I think anybody who knows the orthodox fighter is always going to have a little trouble with the southpaw fighter. And it's hard to fight someone like Spence because he's so fundamentally sound. If you look in the first round and you fast forward into the 12th round, his composure, his stance, everything is still the same. He's so fundamentally sound. doesn't matter how tired he is, how worn down he is, if he takes punishment, if he gives punishment, he is still the same fighter. He does not, the game plan does not change. He doesn't take any risk, especially when he doesn't have to take any risk. Garcia was trying to go for the kill. I feel like he did get some shots. This, this is boxing. You're going to get hit. But Spence really took advantage of me. He cut the ring well. He had, he had Garcia line up in the, in the corner a little bit. And, man, I don't know. I think a lot of people out there were saying they should have stopped the fight in the 10th or 11th round. But when you're that far and you 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 work that hard, and especially the type of Garcia, the type of fighter that Garcia is, he's a warrior. There's no way. <laughs> Robert Garcia is not known for that. I know some people, you know, it's too much punishment. But this is boxing, y'all. This is boxing. I don't think Dan Mikey Garcia was really in a big predicament. I think he was in trouble, but was nothing that's going to, I don't think it was anything that was career ending or I know they say every fighter leaves a little bit of themselves in the ring. I don't think it's going to affect him that much in the long run. Mikey Garcia is still going to have a Hall of Fame career. He's still going to do some great things in boxing, but Spence is one of those, I'm not going to say once in a generation athlete, but he's one of the special ones you get every generation. He's up there with the Leonards and the Durans and the Mayweathers, De La Hoyas, Chavez's. When it's all said and done, y'all, you guys mark my word, Spence will be up there. I was um, having a debate this weekend, and I think Spence in his prime right now, 
against old Floyd. Okay, I know it's an old Floyd, but Spence is taking out Floyd right now. I'm not saying he's not going to mount. I'm not saying he's going to outbox him, but he will win the fight somehow. Spence right now against Mayweather, put my money on Spence. I see they have Manny Pacquiao in there. Manny Pacquiao does not want Errol Spence right now, ladies and gentlemen. Mark my words again. Errol Spence will demolish Manny Pacquiao right now. The way De La Hoya tried to fight Pacquiao on his in his last fight, that will be roles reversed. Pacquiao will be De La Hoya if he fights Errol Spence. I seen the the interview afterwards. I don't know. I I respect Manny. I respect Manny, but Manny's last fight he was fighting Adrian Broner. Adrian Broner is no Errol Spence. Errol Spence will put the hands on Manny Pacquiao. I will take it a step further. Errol Spence will put the hands on Keith Thurman. That is that's something that I think Thurman's blue. I'm not saying he's dodging the man. But I think he, you know, he milked his injury a little bit. He took the rest. I respect that, champ. Keith Thurman, I need you to put that O up one time. Since you are one time, Keith Thurman. Keith Thurman versus Errol Spence. That should be the next bout. After that in the future, remember the name Terrence Crawford. I know they're different promotions. I know that doesn't happen often. But we made this Manny and Pacquiao fight, or this Manny and Floyd fight happen. The fight to see, ladies and gentlemen, is Terrence Crawford and Errol Spence. That will be a chess match. That will be closer than people think. That's going to be the one that's going to push both these guys to limits they've never seen before. Errol Spence, Crawford. That is the fight that should happen. I hope it does happen. If Manny, Thurman, Porter even, they want to get in the three with Spence, I would pay to see it. I would love to see it. But no one's beating Spence. He's he's an elite fighter. He's been an elite fighter. People can say, oh, he's never been tested. He's never been pushed to the limit because there's no one who could do it. He's one of those fighters that will make a B fighter look like a C fighter, make an A fighter look like a B fighter. He's that damn good. When you're so fundamentally sound and he does everything well, it's hard to beat that, you guys. It's hard to it's hard to fight someone who has who does not make mistakes and you're hoping for him to make a mistake. If he's not gonna make mistakes, how are you gonna beat the man? There's no game plan towards that. There's no game plan at all. Um just with this um, let's go through it real fast, man. Let me see here. Let me just look at Errol Spence here again. He is now 25-0 with 21 knockouts. Um, his resume, he's beating Lamont Pearson, uh, Chris Algieri, Kel Brook. Who you say? Those are, those are okay names. They're not great. They're not top 10 fighters. Mikey Garcia is probably the best fighter he's beaten so far. But again, remember, the man went up two weight classes. And then he fought uh, Carlos Acampo. That was a knockout. I believe, let's see here. He knocked the last guy he knocked out. You know, he has he again, he is 25 and over 21 knockouts. He didn't go for the kill, in my opinion, with Garcia, but Errol Spence is the truth. And when you get in there, there will be a man down. Shout out to the truth. Errol Spence, mark my words, he's the next one. He's been the next one. So that's always, you know, it, it, but again, really fun to see boxing. It's like the world stops for a second with boxing. And, you know, on pay per view, had a few friends talk to me. They talk, I know a few friends of mine got pay per view. Uh, my guy Domo had a little, you know, baby, uh, baby shark. I guess the uh, beers and diapers. I don't know what the hell you call those. They had the fight there. Uh, I know my parents watched it. I seen a lot of people on uh, Twitter, Instagram streaming it. It was, it was, it's great when boxing has the spotlight in the world. When the world stops, there's nothing else but boxing. I think in a couple weeks here we got 
Canelo versus Daniel Jacobs. So I'll give my thoughts before and after. So that's going to be fun. And speaking of boxing, let me see here, ladies and gentlemen. I believe, yes, I am right, the 23rd this week. Make sure you guys find a way to watch me Gail Contreras' seventh pro fight. Bakersfield Zone, okay? 6-0, five knockouts. Miguel Contreras fights this weekend in Tacoma, Washington. Good luck, Miguel. Hope you guys come home with the dub. Bring that dub back to the 661. Okay, y'all. So another thing I'm going to discuss today, I like to touch on touchy subjects. This is what's going to separate the STS podcast from all the other podcasts in the state world. Governor Newsom, he's the governor of California, he signed a moratorium this week. Moratorium, um, I don't know how to, a lot of people don't know what that means. I think if you really, uh, I'm a political science major, so you're kind of, I kind of am familiar with the term. It means you put a temporary ban on something, you're halting something, you're going to, um, in, in effort to abolish it, essentially. We have 737 inmates, ladies and gentlemen. In California, they are condemned. They were found guilty by a jury of their peers, right? The 737 of them for... And you have to remember, too. I'm sorry for rambling. They're on death row. This is a capital punishment, y'all. This is a cap... This is They give a capital punishment because you committed and were found guilty of a capital crime. Ranging from murder, you know... Um, murder is essentially what it is. Uh, we, You know, these guys... Women also. Horrible humans. Um, yes, I know there are some of these people who were framed, some of these people who were lied upon, and of course we do have to do a case-by-case basis. I believe we should do a case-by-case basis. There there have been exceptions. I know, I think the uh, Los Angeles Times, they wrote a great article, and you know what, Governor, Governor Newsom, uh, he is invoking his right to Use an executive order. I know a lot of people are saying, oh, it's a Trump thing. No, 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 no. Um, we are in a state. We are, the state has a constitution. The state constitution of California does give our governor the right to use executive orders. And I think from the result of this executive order, y'all, Californians want the death penalty. Californians want these people to be held accountable. And by the majority, I'm not saying all. And, and uh, Prop 62 we had a chance to abolish the death penalty, which we didn't. We uh, voted against repealing the capital punishment. We voted against taking that away. Exactly what the governor is doing now, we did not want that. And Prop 66, we voted to fast-track these executions. Again, yes, I know there are some innocent people in the system. There should be a case-by-case basis. If that's the case, if this is what they're, you know, this is what they allege, I know probably all 737 of them will say, I didn't do that. I, it did happen that way. But the one, there's, there's been so many cases of frame. They've been lied upon in the system. The, the criminal justice system, especially in America, is not right. The criminal justice system in California is not right. I'm not here to be an advocate for the criminal justice system. And yes, the governor um, I'll quote this, the, uh, the governor argued that the death penalty discriminates against defendants who are poor, mentally ill, African-American, or Latino. And he also will not take part in executing prisoners, knowing that many death row inmates in California and other states have been exonerated, providing proof of the nation's flawed criminal justice system. And I agree, yes, he may be right on that. But the ones who are guilty, the ones who did do this, I do not care if they're poor, rich, or black, white, Latino, Chinese, anything of that nature. It's about the character of a man or woman. 
If you look at some of these inmates, man, it's really hard to look at this. It's, um, this is, for instance, this guy, Rodney Akala. He's, a, he's charged with, you know, killing a 12-year-old boy. He strangled four women to death, and he confessed to killing two more women. Oh, he admitted in 2016 he killed another woman. He's been in there since 1980. That's 38 years on death row. That is really one of many on death row awaiting execution. So this is what I'm my this is where my conscience is at. Do we you know we let these people suffer in jail for the rest of their lives? Yes, you know, we're taking away their freedom. I really believe that, you know, no human should be locked away in a cage. I know that. It's hard to really fathom. I can never have been locked up. I don't want anybody locked up. But there are repercussions to your actions. There are consequences. There's cause and effect. If you are, and I know it sounds horrible, y'all, but if you're killing 12-year-olds, you're raping women, and you're killing them, especially, and these, some of these guys have killed more. Some of these women have killed more than one person. There has to be some repercussions. We have to set the president. There has to be a line here, in my beliefs, in my opinion. There has to be some type of line that we say you don't cross. And I think raping, kidnapping, murdering, hurting children, hurting women, that is where the line has to be set at. And I don't agree with the government on this, you know, on this, on this subject. These people, you know, we're all born with a conscience. Um, some maybe have lost that conscience, but if these people who are murdering, killing men and women, and they've done it more than one time, it's a capital punishment and for a capital crime. Ladies and gentlemen, I think these people, this is, you know, they made their bed and they have to lay in it. And I don't know if this is going to be a temporary ban. Don't know if this is something that, um, I don't know if we can overturn this in the courts. I'm not familiar with that. I can't pretend I know, but again, this is a it's a sad day for our it's a sad day for our, it's a sad day for our state. It's a sad day for our country. These people um, are getting the luxury of living another day, and when they took away a life, I'm not saying we should live eye for an eye. I'm not saying we should all practice that. But I think the criminal justice system is in place for people like this. The consequences to these horrible actions. Taking away a life. Can you imagine being the victim's families right now? And I know it sounds horrible, you know, them dying and bring you some type of peace, some type of closure. But again, when it's these horrific crimes, there has to be something done. We can't. I don't think them sitting there till they rot and they die in jail suffices that. If it was me, and if I'm in their position, if they killed my brother and sister, or hurt some of my nieces and nephews, or took out my whole family, yes, I would say, and I'm not ashamed to say this on my podcast, to see them die would give, you know, would give me closure. I know they wanted, it's not going to bring anybody back, but that's what he, that's what he deserves, that's what that he or she deserves. And yes, I know our criminal justice system has not been fair to many I know it's flawed. I know it's designed to. I know who is designed to protect, and it's not someone my color. It's just something you gotta think about, y'all. It's really hard. Um, it's a it's a touchy subject. I know people. Um, you know, it's not about a left or right thing. It's just some people. You know, they're okay with someone being in jail for Russell's life. That's payment enough. That's that's punishment enough. But again, think about what the people 
who have you know died been victims of these and if it is all 747 just for argument's sake the victims of these 747 um people who have passed away and there's been there's more than ones in some of these cases look these men have killed several women raped several women burned these women you know or men alive Come on, y'all. There's no, there's no, there's no sense. There's no way of talking here to these people deserve the luxury of three meals a day, medical care, and an hour some workout time and get to live out their days and try to seek a inner peace. And I'm not God, y'all. I'm not saying you know, we're perfect. I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. But I think we, we're not out here doing these horrendous crimes, and we're not here trying to hurt people. We're not here trying to, um, make people suffer. And I know we have mental illness is a big topic, y'all, but it's another topic for another day. It's just crazy how the governor is doing this right now. It may be temporary. It is well within his rights. I think whoever voted for him knew he was against the death penalty, knew his beliefs, knew this may happen. And that's something that Californians need to think about next time. Or if there isn't next time. we who, Let's see how this plays out. Again, this is just my beliefs. It's really hard to fathom from... It's really hard to fathom this, y'all. If you look at, um, I'll have to show you guys a link to this. It's crazy, man. We got a guy named Pedro Arias. He stabbed a man to death in the gas station robbery for a pack of beer of $45. Two weeks later, he kidnapped, raped, and robbed a woman from, um, after hitting a car from behind. He was sentenced in 1990. He's been sitting on death row for 29 years. Let me just read another one off here. Um, we have Kevin Banks. He's 43 years old. He's been locked up since uh, 1999. He fatally shot a man in a wheelchair, then raped and shot a 17 girl at that man's house, and also uh, shot a man to death at an ATM machine. So he killed three people. And this is just, you know, some of these people just want to see the world burn, you know. I'm sorry. Some of these people want to see the world burn. I'm not, and again, we, there's a case by case basis for some of these. I don't know if it's self defense. I don't know. I'm talking about the ones who committed capital crimes, y'all. They had the intent to hurt and dispose of these people. It's 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 brutal. It's brutal. Vincent Brothers, uh, he's on. I just it was crazy how I clicked on this man. Vincent Brothers. I know he's a big name in, in Bakersfield. He's been locked up since '07. He was a former Bakersfield school principal. He killed his wife, three children, and mother law. How you got, I don't know how you guys could say, oh, this man does not deserve to die by lethal injection. I'm going to call it how it is. Um, and I'm not going to throw out finance, financials here. I know a lot of people say, well, you know how much it costs to kill a person in California? And, but then, you know, house them for 30 years. I can't get into that. I don't have the numbers for you guys, y'all. But Essentially, what I'm trying to say is California, we voted against this several times. We voted to speed up these executions. And the governor saying, you know, he compares this, um, you know, executing citizens. He compares this to North Korea, Saudi Arabia, and Iran. And I get it. I see what the card is playing, but there has to be some type of punishment for these type of people. I'm not judging. I'm not perfect. Just facts and my opinions. Sorry. My opinions are not facts. It's just my opinion. I hope. If you guys want to discuss it, we can talk about it. Just, uh, again, sh follow us at the STS Podcast 661 and let me know how you feel about that. And another topic, y'all. So I had a gig, and this is about race. This is another thing I really don't like. I hate racist people. 
I don't care, again, don't care if you're black, white, Mexican, Asian, if you're gay, are you straight, are you trans, are you asexual, don't care about none of that. Talk about the character. Your character is how I judge you, if I do judge. It's your character. If you're acting like an asshole, I'm going to treat you like an asshole. You're great with me, I'll be great with you. I've always, that's my get down. It's always been the way I thought. Um, this A couple weeks ago, I had a gig, right? And um, I want to, again, this is a touchy subject, but I want to say it. There was a homosexual man. And he was uh, part of, he was with the apprentice, with the birthday girl, whatever. And I could just hear him from, well, I'm DJing that. They were singing Happy Birthday. I had the music down, so I could hear what they're talking about. And he continued to say, and again, I'm sorry for cussing, but it's the only way I could do it. He was saying, fuck this girl because she's a Trump supporter. Fuck that beaner. And I felt a certain type of way, y'all. I'm Mexican, you know, I'm not, do I, I lack Spanish, I don't speak Spanish, my grandparents, my great-grandparents, that's all they speak, so when I hear someone say, fuck you beaners, and just because you're, you know, I found he was contradicting himself, he's gonna, he's gonna speak down the woman for being the Trump supporter, fine, everybody has their own opinion, let's not get into that, but then I feel like he contradicted himself by saying, fuck her because she's a Trump supporter, fuck that beaner. This is where I'm coming in, y'all. How can you say what this man said? And you're doing exactly what the other side's saying the other side is doing. The other side's saying that we don't we can't support Trump because he's racist. We can't support Trump because he does talk down on people. His supporters talk down on people. His supporters will bully you. His supporters will call you names racism is rampant and you know on i guess with the republicans that's what they say so how are you gonna say fuck this woman for being a trump supporter and then you proceed to call her a beaner you're doing exactly what you're accusing the other side of doing and you have to be better than that y'all and it cannot be that way i have a really big problem with people contradicting themselves in that way you cannot say you can't support a man because of his views and then proceed to say racist comments towards that person you are contradicting yourself in my opinion you're full of shit and again i brought the man's homosexual because i'm thinking this if i went up to him and called him a derogatory name and again i'm apologizing in advance if I called him, hey, you faggot, what are you saying? Why are you calling me a beaner? It would be a whole different issue. It would be a whole different story. We have to be consistent. We have to hold people accountable for their words and actions. If it was the opposite way around, and we did use that to fight that, that derogatory war towards homosexual against that man, he would feel a certain type of way. He would think that we're out to get him. He would say I'm a homophobe. And that is, ladies and gentlemen, that's where we have to keep people accountable for their actions. We do need to have this conversation because I think we have to be reminded that there are some lines we had to cross. If you're going to go that racist route, you have to remember, and I mean the racist route as you don't like Trump because he's racist, then you cannot be a racist out of ignorance because of that. I don't think it's fair to the woman who was not there to defend herself. But the man who was saying this, my my guy, no one discriminated against you all night because you're gay. And I'm only going to speak on my behalf. Shook your hand, shook your partner's hand, 
played the music for y'all. I didn't even think one time that you guys were gay. I can't play that shit because he's gay. Oh, I don't like him because he's gay. I did not. That did not come across my mind one time. It's the character of a man. You were polite. You were, you know, you're polite. You, uh, you had, you were having a good time. No one thought, oh man, nigga, these gay people over here. I don't want to play music for these gay people. I don't want to see them dance. That would be hatred towards your beliefs and what makes you happy. No one would do that to you. I would not do that to you. But imagine if I did. And it's the equivalent of what you did to that woman. You said she's a Trump supporter and fuck that beaner. I take really offense to that because I'm a Mexican man. I'm a Latino man. It's like me coming up, you coming up to my DJ booth and say, you know, I want, to, I want this song, this song. And I said, no, I can't do that because you're gay. You're a faggot. I don't like that. Bro, that is discrimination. That is being an ignorant bastard. That's being evil, y'all. That's not right. And again, I don't feel this way. You guys know me. I have several friends, several cousins who are happy and gay. And I fucking love them all my heart. I don't see them as... It's not a bad thing, y'all. I think we're so... With the stigma, it's bad. No. That's what makes you happy. Be happy. I want everybody to love who they love and do whatever your heart desires. But when you're using this as some type of... um. This is a repellent. Like, oh, I can say what I want because I'm gay and there's no repercussions. No, that's where the line has to be crossed. I can't call my people beaners. You don't see me doing that. You can't say, oh, this wet back, this, this wet back, that. And coming from me, that's wrong, y'all. And if especially, if it, what if the, the roles reversed? Again, this is what I'm coming up. The roles reversed. It's wrong. I, don't, I think that he should be held accountable. Um, it's not wrong. It's not right that he contradicts himself and everything you believe goes down the goes down the drain, man. When you do something like that, you know, and again, whatever you believe in, and then you proceed to do what the others with that person that you you hate Trump and Trump supporters are being racist, but then you're being racist yourself by calling this person a beaner. That's where you have to really call them out. And did I call him out? I told him that wasn't right what he did. And I disagree with him. And I said, bro, what if I called you gay? What if I called you the F word? Like, come on, my guy. So respect me at least. You don't see me calling you that. And I just... <coughs> and some people don't like confrontation. But it's, it has, I think someone has to be a hit lesson. It has to be some type of conversation. And this is what I said. I'm gonna, and again, I'm sorry for the use of the... You know, we had some fucked up words used, but... And it's the time that we have to be careful with our words. But sometimes we need this conversation. You have to put things in perspective. I didn't get down like that, y'all. And this is not how I operate. I don't like anybody like that in my camp, in my circle. It makes me feel uncomfortable, especially when you don't know what you're speaking about and you're full of shit for doing that. I think you should be really character-based. We have to treat people, even if we disagree with them. Let's have some respect. Let's have some humanity. Let's not be evil. Let's not be spiteful because the other side is spiteful. That's not the way that the world works. We get this done with some conversation. Let's get on the same page. We could agree to disagree, but we have to keep it within the boundaries. Just because they're racist pieces of shit doesn't mean we are racist pieces uh, pieces of shit. Being racist pieces of shit. I'm sorry. That was a tongue twister right there. We cannot be like that, y'all. Let's hold each other accountable. Let's not... Preach hate with hate. I think we should all get on the same page here. We can agree to disagree. And there's no room for that racist stuff, man. 
hate the other side for being racist, but we have to overcome that. We have to show some love because love conquers hate any day. And that's just my my two cents on the topic. Just really bothered by that. Crazy stuff you see at the gig. Crazy stuff you see at the DJ. But um, speaking of this crazy life, really want to thank y'all for supporting the STS podcast. This is what I want to get to today is appreciation and just, damn. Speak, I, I'm uh, just so grateful, man. I uh, let these shirts go off for $20. So many people have got these shirts. The ones we haven't gotten, I will shoot to those today. Been a wild weekend. I have some people from out of town buy shirts. Awesome times. San Diego, we got when I was central, spreading the word. It's a beautiful thing. I had my first t shirt raffle. It had like 22 entries. It was wild. It was awesome times. Um, I really love the interaction. I love the participation. I love you guys really buying into my concept of this podcast. I really love that we're supporting this. And again, if you have something, I will support you. You support me. That's how I operate. I like supporting everyone who's grinding. I like everybody who's supporting their hobby that's becoming a hustle. So I really appreciate you guys. I think this is the time in my life I'm really, I'm grateful. I'm really grateful. This is something that it doesn't take much time to do. It doesn't, um, it's just me being me. I'm not holding back. I want to say how I feel. I'm going to say what I believe. I'm going to say um, what touches my heart, you know? And this is something, you know, you guys know me. And I hope you guys, if you guys don't know me, you guys are new listeners, you guys will get to know me. I'm doing this right here in the east side of Bakersfield in my garage. This is my man cave. This is my creative space. And you guys are really buying into this. You guys are really supporting this. You guys are really giving me a chance. And there's nothing... Nothing more rewarding than getting the chance. You give me the chance, I will t- I will do what I can to come through. I will do what I can to make the most of it. And I'm really grateful for everybody copying t-shirts, for everybody listening, for everybody sharing. You guys don't have to do that, man. And you guys do. So I really, really appreciate it. My guest for this week is my guy Julian. I call him Juice. Some stuff we're not going to talk about in this interview. He is deployed. We're not going to say where he's deployed. He's going to give his thoughts. He is in the Marines. We're not in. We're not. We're not in the same time zone. So we will get this done. We have some great questions for my guy. We have. Um, I, I. My grandpa's a Korean War vet. So I do appreciate the service really very, very much. I appreciate the sacrifice, the commitment. My guy is 20 years old, so he is a kid out there. People think that they're not out there anymore. They are, this stuff is still affecting us every day. And what I mean is, you know, 9-11s of the world, evil of the world, that still is in play today. They still fight for our freedom today. The freedom to do a podcast and speak my shit. On talking, you know, so on shooting this shit to speak my truth, people have sacrificed for that. People are still fighting for that. So I appreciate my guy Juice coming on. It's going to be a great episode. It's going to be a beautiful episode. I hope you guys really enjoy it. Let's shoot the shit with my guy Juice. 
All right, y'all, I know a lot of DJs out there, but let me tell you the right DJ for you. And he's the sponsor of this STS podcast. His name is DJ EC3, and he guarantees to make your next event memorable and affordable. He specializes in top 100, hip-hop, classics, old school, cumbias, 90s, and he'll do any event. Book them for your next wedding, sweet 16, quinceanera, baby shower, the occasional backyard boogie, your next business event, any school dance. He guarantees to make that event memorable and affordable. Don't forget to book DJ EC3. Follow him on Instagram, ErnieC661. Again, big shout out to our sponsor for this STS podcast, DJ EC3. All right, so we got my guy, Julian. Julian, want to introduce yourself for fast, my guy? Uh, what's up? Julian Valencia here. Uh, it's 8-3 in the Marine Corps. What time is it over there right now, bro? It is 5.48 in the morning. It's 5.48 in the morning right now, bro? Yeah. Good Lord. Are you guys a day ahead or are you guys a day behind? It's the, So it's the 19th right now? Damn, that's good, Juice. How has um how's how's deployment been for you so far, man? What was that? How's deployment for you so far? Um, not too bad. Coming to an end. When? How long you been out there? How long have I been out here? Yeah. And this is your second deployment, right? Yeah, my second deployment. That's good, bro. And just just for the listeners to know, bro, you're in the Marines. How old are you, my guy? I'm 21 years old. 21 years old. How long you been in the Marines for, bro? Going on three years. Damn, Juice. I remember when you were 17 talking about this shit, bro. Are you ready? I know what time does fly, bro. I told you time was gonna fly, my guy. I'm glad you um I really appreciate you being on though, bro. I know it's a fucking half a world away, man, but I think it's very important that uh you do this, man. I think it's really good for the podcast, I think it's really good for you. And I I haven't talked to you in a minute, but um we always hang out though when you come back in town, bro. I can't wait. When you come back home. Uh I can't say exactly when I come home, but I'll be I'll be home for a spring break. Okay, okay. And what's your official job there, bro, in the Marines? Uh, official job is a 1391 ball fuel specialist. And what exactly does that, um, I guess, what's the job, what do you exactly do, just for the people who don't know what that means, like me? <laughs> um, so, basically, my job is to make sure, like, the aircraft and the, um, have fuel and all that. Okay. Um that's like the basic description, but there's a lot more to it. Definitely. Um, Just uh, some shit you can't discuss, yeah. right? Uh, well, I can discuss it. It's just it's a lot. <laughs> Definitely. You don't got to go through the whole thing. I just don't like. I I just wanted to see exactly what you did because um, this is uh, a. So sometimes uh, we're in charge of like testing the fuel, so okay. we test the fuel for, like water. Uh, sediment, uh, certain chemicals that it has, just so it doesn't like freeze. 
like while it's up in the air. Okay. And uh, those are just like the basic tests that we run on on fuel. How, and what are those how um, well your hours? I'm sure you're there every day, but you guys, you guys like what are your hours? How long do you stay on for, bro? Do you sleep? Uh, so right now I'm running on four hours of sleep, but we're usually we're usually um, here at work for like twelve, like over twelve hours a day. Damn, every day, bro. no days off. How far does it feel to be so far from home, bro? Definitely enjoy those, bro. How's it, has it been? Has it been rough? This deployment been rougher than the last deployment you had. Um, no, I would say my first deployment was a little, little bit more rough. Um, so my first deployment, I went out there as um, like security forces. So we were doing a lot more, like, um, I say, I don't know, it's like more, like training stuff, like. Uh, it's, it's different, like security forces, and then like I'm now this time I'm doing my job. Definitely. It's, uh, it's a little different. Is it? I know. I think when uh I met you when you were 17, bro. That's wild. Actually, off the record, I seen your brother the other day, my guy, and I was like, dude, you're too young to hang out with us. And this fool's like, I'm 17. I'm like, shit, that's the same age Juice was when he started hanging out with us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, bro. That's crazy. I, I know, bro. He's exactly in the same spot you were when I first met you, bro. Does that feel like a long time yeah. ago, bro? It doesn't feel like a long time in my in my I guess in my shoes. It feels like we just we were just hanging out at the house the other day before you left. Yeah, it doesn't feel like that long, but when, uh, whenever I think about it, it kind of it was some time ago. Like it was it's been a while. Damn, bro. It feels crazy, man. This and I think I had a question from you. So from that kid I met when I when you were seventeen till now you're twenty one, how much has the military like molding you to becoming a man, bro? What's the what 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 um what role has that played in your life? Um it's played a big role in me, especially like being a teenager, like I went I came straight out of high school. So um, I know I have like a lot of responsibilities and like I knew like nothing about like the real world. So I came in the military and like I got put on with all this responsibility and like they taught me all these like leadership skills and everything. So it's, uh, it's definitely made me into a better person. And uh, I just I've really grown a lot since uh, since I joined and until now. Can you tell everyone why you joined the military? Was there a certain reason you wanted to join? Because I remember when you were, when I first met you, you just turned 17, and you really made your decision that you were going to go to the Marines, bro. Can you tell us why you, uh, what was the reasoning for that? Um, there's no, like, specific reason. Like, I've always known I wanted to join, like, since I was, like, really young. But I just felt like I needed to get out of my comfort zone and, like, and go out and get an experience that I knew I couldn't get anywhere else. Definitely, bro. It's one. I think it's like one of those. Um, you only live once, so you guys got to make the most of it, you know. Yeah. 
And do you feel? And how does it feel? You know, you you know, you gave your commitment to to your country. Do you? Is that something you really enjoy? Um, I guess you could say defending your country and willing to sacrifice for your country just so we can have the freedom. Just like this, like doing a podcast. This is you know one of those freedoms. How do you feel about that? Um, it feels good, especially um, like the people that support us and stuff. They they really like. They really show they care and all that stuff, and it just feels good that people appreciate what we do. Definitely. How are they treating you over there, bro? I know we can't say exactly where you're at, but how's there, the people been treating you really well over there? Uh, yeah, I mean, food's, food's all right. Uh, we got showers and stuff, so life, life isn't too bad. <laughs> how do you operate four hours of sleep, bro? Is that just a regular thing or what? Sleep. Damn, bro, that's crazy. And you and um, I know we couldn't talk about that. I want to skip that question. How's what's um? Can you name some places you traveled to? Not exactly where you're at, but you know, just where you've been at around the world since you've left Bakersfield. Um, since I left Bakersfield, so I started off for like the training stuff. So um, when I left it, I went down to San Diego. Um, that's where we went for basic boot camp. And then whenever I got done with all my training and got sent to like, to learn my MOS, which is my job, um, I got sent to Virginia and then right after Virginia, I got sent back to, uh, San Diego. So that's where I'm stationed at. And then from San Diego, I was there for about like a month. And then that's when I got sent on my first deployment. My first deployment, I went to... Bahrain, Kuwait, Iraq. Uh, we landed in Germany for a few hours and also Ireland. And yeah, those are pretty much all the places I've been. Not bad for Eastside kid, huh? Yeah, not too bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, from the Eastside, bro. How important was it? Well, I know you had to graduate high school, bro, to get into the military. How important was it to to get that education, bro? Um, or was that just something you had to do? You just wanted to get the hell out of the way? Well, I mean, uh, yeah, it's something you have to do in order to join the military, but, I mean, graduation high school is, like, is important just because it gives you, like, that basic education and skills that you need to go on to the real world. So... I wasn't really, like, a big fan of school, but if I can go back and, or if I had to go back and do it again, I'll, I'll try harder. Definitely. And really take advantage of the, the school. What would you say to the 17-year-old uh, the, the at, just say, at Foothill? What would you tell them, bro, right now if they're interested in joining the military? Um, I would tell them to, like, keep it as an option if they don't really know what they're doing with their life and just need time to figure it out. I feel like the, going into the military, getting like a different experience, kind of just yeah, allows you to like figure out what you want to do. So, like like me for instance, I want to um, have like about a year of my contract left, so I want to get out and uh, like get into law enforcement. Good, bro. So you're so you're not making this career. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna you're not gonna reenlist essentially. No, I'm not going to realize. Uh, first, I thought it was, but um, 
That's good, bro. Well, shit, Julian, what's um, what are we gonna do when you get back home, my guy? I can't wait for you to come home, bro. Last time was we were wild, bro. <laughs> we definitely need a few drinks, bro. I can't wait till you come home, man. We really um, I haven't seen Magoo, bro. We need to get Magoo over. I think Magoo came last time way too late, bro. He came super late last time, my G. Oh yeah, I didn't get to see Magoo when I got there before I left. Damn, dude. So it's, I, it's been a while since I've seen him too. Damn. So when he hears this, it's gonna be the first time he's hearing your voice in a minute, huh? Yeah, probably. Come on, Magoo. You need, you need, you need to get out here, my guy. When my guy comes back home, sheesh. Fucking Gibby. How's the fan band, bro? You guys, you keep in contact with your family out there a lot. Um. Yeah. So I, I Facetime them like about once a week, sometimes. Bro, it's crazy. I never even knew you could have your phone out there, bro. It's like even when I Facetime when I'm all drunk and shit, I'm like, oh, you answered the phone, sheesh. That's tight. I love it, bro. Yeah, I've got a couple of random phone calls from you guys. <laughs> does that mean lying? Does that make like? Does it? Does it like? Does like? I don't know. Make your day a little bit better when we call you. Yeah, it does. I'm like, damn, I remember awesome. Yeah, man, we never forget about you, my guy. I um, I think I told you my grandpa was in the Korean War and whatnot. So what you're doing, bro? Just you dedicating your time to the country, my guy. It's a big deal, you know. Yeah. Are you proud of being American and whatnot? Is this and and is this something? Do you regret going, bro, or is that something like, oh man, this is what I was gonna do no matter what? Uh, no, I don't. I don't have any like regrets joining and stuff. It's it's been an awesome experience, and like, um, you just gotta make the best of it. So. And you would do it again if you if you had the chance, you would do it all over again. Yeah, I would do it again. That's good, bro. Have you, um, can you talk about, you know, those, those, have you been in some bad, not that bad situation, have you been scared, my guy? Like, you've been scared, I'm sure you've been scared out there, you know, you're not at home. How does it, how is it, how is it adjusting to that, Mike, like, that pressure, I guess you could say? Um, so, I don't know, I haven't really had, like, a, like, a scare, but, like, I was kind of, like, nervous at first when I first joined. Like, it didn't, like, hit me that, like, I was going to, like, really be away from home. Until, like, after I was done with, like, the training and stuff. Like, I kind of expected, like, oh, you know, I'm going to do this and that. And then I'll, I go home whenever I want or something. And then um, as soon as I was done with the training and stuff, that's when I was, I got word that I was going to get sent on deployment. So that's when I got kind of nervous. I was like, oh, like, yeah, this shit is real. Like, You ever you ever been like fearful you won't come back home or anything like that, bro? Um, no, not, not really. I think I always tell you that every time you leave, I say I'll see you when you come back home safe, my G. Cause shit, I worry about you sometimes. I worry about you all the time. Shit, when you first left, bro, we were all shook. Like when you said you were getting deployed, I was shook, my guy. You're brave. Yeah. Crazy, like too crazy. And how do you? Sure. Huh? Say that again. I'm sorry. 
I'm pretty sure we can take care of ourselves. Like we're 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 good out here. So how about how about your new uh made a lot? Have you made some new friends out there, my guy? Like some lifelong friends you're gonna talk to after you're done with the military life? Um. So there's these uh Filipino guys out here that like they're I don't know they're they're really like they're really nice. Like every time I go out there and like I gotta do some work with them. Like they invite me in and like make me some tea and like bread and stuff, so that's that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if I'm gonna have any contact with them afterwards. Like, uh, yeah, I won't have any contact with them. What's what's your um I don't know what's the thing that really what's what's been your culture shock? Like, damn, this really happens over here. So that that was kind of shocking. Like I didn't really like I didn't realize that's what would happen out here. But uh, but we gave we gave some of them jobs and stuff. So that's that's been. Do so are the people are like are they struggling over there, bro? Are they like is it a poor country and whatnot? Um. Well, yeah, I haven't really like been out in the city and all that stuff. We're like out in the middle of nowhere. So the people out here are like ones and like drug addicts, um, people that got separated from their families, stuff like that. Damn, bro. I didn't even know it was that bad over there. So you're like in the outskirts, then of the, of the where are you where are you at right now? Yeah, in the outskirts. Hmm. And um, so this when you come home, this is going to be the end of your contract, or are you going to serve the rest at your base? Back to uh, my base right there in uh, San Diego. Okay, bro, that's cool. My cousin's out there, man. We're diff- I need to. We, I need to go to San Diego with you one time, my guy. I can't wait till you come home, bro. Uh, yeah. Can you talk about the worst experience uh, you had so far? The worst experience. Yeah. Has there been times you want to be like, fuck this, I'm coming back home, bro? Even though you don't, you can't, but it's like sometimes it's like, damn, I wish I was just home right now. Uh, yeah. Um, sometimes, sometimes we do some pretty like dumb stuff, like nonsense kind of thing. But um, I get over it and realize like, like I just gotta deal with it. That's good, bro. How do you feel about? Uh, we're not gonna go political. I forgot we can't go political. How's the family, my guy? How's your grandma doing, bro? Um, my grandma's doing uh, pretty great. I talk to her a lot, actually. Uh, she's just excited and waiting for me to come home. So. And and your mom too. How's it, how's your mom's doing? My mom, she's doing pretty good. Uh, not too bad. Good, my guy. I know, man. When you come out here, bro, we gotta. Uh, I'm gonna take you one of these gigs, bro. It's a little different over here now. I don't be working no more, bro. I'm just hustling, dude. Yeah, I know that's good. I, I see that. I 
I'm, I'm really out here, my guy. I think uh, I got tired of working for the white guys, dude. Like, honestly, no more corporations off me, bro. It's like it's freedom, you know? I know, dude. What happened to the homies? Um, I think it was your black homie, bro. What happened to him? Was that um the one you brought to know? Who was your homies you brought to town the last time? Oh, those were some of the braids that I worked with. They're, are they with uh, you? They're, they're not, uh, yeah, some of them out here with me right now. How they doing, bro? They've been they've been holding up well. Um. Yeah. So we had like two of our marines that had they had kids. Like, their wives are back home, so they had kids and stuff. Um, other than that, everybody else, everybody's good. They're just excited to go home. That's good, bro. So was this a military experience? Is this everything that you thought it would be when you left home? Uh, wait, what, say that again? The, the, the experience, the whole military experience, was this everything you thought it was going to be? Or was it a little bit more different than you thought it would be? And you want to go to law enforcement. What's um? What what are some of the reasons you want to do that when you come back home, bro? Um. So I do like a, I do like the same thing every day here, kind of. So I'm gonna I'm getting a little tired of it. I just wanna I wanna do something where it's gonna be a little more like different every day. A little hands on, huh? Yeah. How was your twenty? Was your twenty first birthday over over there too, bro? How was that? Not many people could say they had their twenty first overseas, my guy. Uh, I mean, it wasn't wasn't great just because um, where we're at right now, like, um, alcohol's like illegal, so, <laughs> so we're dry. <laughs> we're all dry out here. <laughs> Why is it illegal out there, bro? Uh, I don't know. It's it's illegal and stuff, but some of the locals and stuff they uh, they make like their own wine and like. Okay. But it's uh, it's legal out here. It's okay. So we're not gonna. You can, I'm not gonna ask if you even took a sip or not, my guy. <laughs> That's cool. I never do that. And the locals, they yeah. are the locals treating you guys well. I, I guess where where the places you've been at, the locals been really accepting of you guys. I know some places, you know, they see the United States military and they're. I don't honestly. I just go with what the damn news tells me. How was the experience with the locals? Have they do, do they accept you guys? They uh do, do they see us like a, it's like a big deal to them? Uh, well, they they love us out here. Like they uh, I mean, it might be different for like someone else to like go out there like because they're kind of pushy. They might seem like mean and like aggressive, but that's that's how they are. They're just like really pushy and like they just like they get out to you. So yeah, it might seem a little weird for someone. So you you've been learning how to adjust you've been learning how to adjust to different types of people then right? Uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of people out here like a lot of uh, different cultures and stuff. A lot of different people. They're from everywhere. It's not just like one one yeah. person. What's the biggest um, lesson you learned so far in the middle, since you've been gone, bro? Since you've been enlisted. Um, 
responsible for your your own actions because uh, um, I got in trouble like like my first year in the military, mm-hmm. and I didn't, like really think anything of it, but it was uh, it was kind of a big deal, and I just had to like stand up and take responsibility for that, and uh, it just made it a lot easier. Do people fuck with you, bro? They try to punk you or anything out there? Is that like standing? You, you gotta learn how to stand up for yourself. Is that something you have to learn out there too? Uh, no, there's not. There's not none of that. Though. Like we, we're all pretty close. Like just we don't like have to deal with like bullying and all that stuff. Like we, like we make fun of each other. Like we horse around, but it's all it's all fun and games. It's all love. Yeah, that's good, Juice. I'm de- I'm glad you're doing well out there, bro. I really hope um. I hope you guys all listen to this podcast, man. I think this would be a good little podcast, bro. I got some stuff on here, too. I t- I'm talking wild on here, my guy. I just, the whole week was crazy. This whole week was crazy, bro. So I was just spilling my shit, man. Um, never had anybody from the military on, bro. So this is the first time for, you know, this is the first time. I'm glad, too. I wouldn't have it, I wouldn't have it be anybody but you, my guy. Your family, bro. That's tight, bro. Okay. Um, you said you guys were on Spotify? Yeah, we're on Spotify. We're on SoundCloud. Uh, well, you got an iPhone, so we're on Apple. One of the podcasts, too. My guy, you got to download the app, though. Oh, okay. Uh, wait, you said on Apple Music, though? No, it's on Apple Podcasts. It's that purple one. I'll, I'll send you a screenshot of it tonight. Yeah, dude, a lot of people have it, and it comes with every iPhone, bro. That's why I tell people, just download the app, my guy. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 I'll check it out. How do you like it so far? Is it cool? Yeah, it's, it's awesome. I think it's pretty funny, bro. But you know me, I'm just trying to be me. I don't want to be no fake motherfucker. Like, that's why I told you, it's going to be just like, when we talk, it's going to be a regular conversation. We don't really got to be all fucking uppity-uppity and shit, you know? Getting more into uh, podcasts since you started this up. I found this guy, uh, like this comedian, I listen to sometimes. He's pretty funny. What, what is what, what podcast is it? Uh, Chris Delia. Okay, okay, I heard of that. Uh, yeah, he's, he's he's funny. So what else do you besides? Uh, we have been listening to yours. Okay, okay. Did you do you, you been listening to Off the Fly too? Okay, bro. Yeah, there's a lot out there, man. I think we're on episode 27. This one's going to be episode 4. You got to see the cover photo I made for this one. It's you, my G. It looks dope, bro. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, was, I, put, I got in uh, um, the raffle thing for the t-shirt. I was I, like, hell yeah, hopefully I win. <laughs> I know, bro. I'm gonna, you only got to be in the raffle, my G. I want to shoot you one when you get back over here, my guy. Yeah, you you got you got to rock that for me, bro. I know I seen you. I seen the rock. I, I thought I told you. I thought I thought you were in. Your name was in the raffle though. But uh, one of my homeboys from San Diego. Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw the I saw the live video you posted. <laughs> and you know what? I guess we'll go back to the question. How important is it to have social media out there, bro? Is that something that kind of makes makes your spirits happy? You know, like brings you up a little bit. Um. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of good and bad. Like you see 
see everything that like everybody's up to back home and you like you see everything you're missing out on. But it's also a good thing because like you get to see like how like how everybody's doing and like and if everybody's all good and stuff. I know, bro. That's why I like about your. That's why. Uh, that's why I like seeing yours, bro. Cause I know. Um, I'm sure that life can be kind of lonely too, you know. Yeah. And and yeah, that's. I try to post um, more often just because I know people like enjoy it as much as I can. Yeah, bro. I I really like being that side of uh, the life that I. Cause you know me, I've never been in the military in my life, bro. So you see what you have going on over there is pretty cool, you know. But I'm really proud of you, though, Juice, for real, man. You came a long way, bro, and um, I can't wait till you get home, my G. And you know what? What about the woman out there, bro? How the woman? You got a, you got a girl out there, or you got a girl in general? Ah, oh, man, there's no girls out here. It's tough. Uh, <laughs> like, there's Air Force girls that, that are pretty cute, but, like, we're not, we're not supposed to talk to them. Oh, man. We're supposed to Oh, okay, so you have those especially dogs. Especially, the, especially Marines. Yeah. We're not, we're not allowed to be close to the girls. Oh, man, bro. But is it, okay, what about the locals? Any locals that be looking at? Uh, no, actually, I don't really see a lot of uh, women out there. <laughs> Damn, bro. So you've been, you've been on a bunch of men and shit all day. Oh man, bro! When you come back, my guy, we're gonna go. We're gonna go see some women when you come back, my guy. Yeah, so um, like the way like my shift works, I don't really see anybody except for like the five other people I work with on base. Fuck. So you're on? Well, of course you're on the base. That okay. is that? How's that? How's is the food? Is the food legit or is it I? So you miss the McDonald's and all that good shit out here then, huh? Yeah, I've been trying to uh, take advantage of it and, like, be, like, on a diet thing, but it's kind of hard because I get, like, really hungry, so I just, like, I stuff my face. Damn, bro. That's wild, dude. Uh, but we have a gym out here, so I've been, like, I've been lifting and all that stuff, too. Oh, yeah, bro. Just know I'm never going to spar you again, bro. I want no problems with you now, my guy, because you'll fuck me up, bro. You already did fuck me up, but I don't want no problems no more, bro. They were, <laughs> they were asking me if I was spar with you. I'm like, nah, bro. I want nothing. I want no part of juice anymore, bro. <laughs> Those are good times, bro. Those are good times, man. It feels like yesterday. Yeah. That's, that's what's so crazy about it, dog. They were like, man, this fool getting his ass kicked. <laughs> Some of my home, my homies be showing that shit too, dude. It's embarrassing, low key. <laughs> That's tight though, Juice. But uh, I'm gonna drop, I'm gonna drop this tonight, my guy. So as soon as I drop it, bro, I wanna shoot you the link, alright? And uh, do you have a message for everybody, bro? Uh, whoever's, you know, just just a little message for everybody and uh, everybody back home in the states. Um, I'll be back in Bakers soon, so yeah, drinks on me and oh. stay safe. Enjoy your day. 
Hell yeah. Thank you, Juice. I appreciate you doing the podcast, my guy. Hell yeah. Thank you for having me. I love you, fool. Be safe, all right? I'll see you when you get home. All right, bro. Be safe. All right, y'all, that's episode four of the STS podcast. Shout out to my guy, Julian, a.k.a. Juice. That's the title of this podcast. Um, there were some things we, we couldn't get into, of course. There's some things, you know, they just can't talk about. There's some things that uh, we can't go political. We can't really say where you're stationed. And uh, there's, some, there's some things we're not going to touch on. We talked about, that, talked about that before. It's always nice to see my guy, though. We were FaceTiming. We just got done talking again off the record. I really miss that kid. He's he's, he's going to do well in life, and I can't wait till he gets home. I hope you guys really enjoyed this episode of the podcast. We'll be back next Monday with episode 5. We'll have another special guest on this one. Make sure you guys follow the STS Podcast 661 on Instagram and Twitter. Hit me up for a shirt, y'all. $20, okay? And um, just soak this one in. It's really nice. It's a little different. Never did, any, uh, never did an interview with anybody in the military before. Uh, so I'm glad it came from someone who I consider family, uh, someone I consider I want to be friends with for the rest of my life. So, again, just wish we could have got a little bit more to, uh, I guess, his own beliefs, but he got some things he can't talk about. But I'm glad he did speak and he did uh, let us know how it is and, you know, where he's at and his experiences. And I can't wait to see him back in the field. Again, y'all, hit up me. Um, hit up uh, the STS Podcast 661 on Instagram and Twitter. We're on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor. Give us a follow. Give us a shout-out. Sh- spread the word, y'all. Spread the word. I hope next Monday when I do this, I'm not with the damn allergies. I'm really going to make sure I'm healthy this next time around. The last two weeks have been really a struggle to get through it. But I'm here. going to knock it out. I hope you guys don't really uh, beat my ass for my for what the hell I was saying in the first half of this pod. Uh, we just got to keep it honest sometimes. You know, again, I love everybody. I'm just judging people off the character. I'm just speaking on circumstances that were given to me and what I witnessed. Um, be a good person, y'all. Make sure you guys don't be a piece of shit. It costs nothing to not be a piece of shit. Don't forget that. Be kind, spread love. EC3 out. This is the STS Podcast. Alright y'all, this is the Let Me Air segment. I want to dive into a few topics I really want to speak about. It could be sports, politics, what's going on in my life. But I want to go into the sporting world today. Man, this weekend was a big, big fight. It was a blockbuster fight in my opinion. We had Danny Garcia. Fucking Danny Garcia, the fucking fight you moron.